You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener, green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, so we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio, just kind of going through your garden questions. Just what are other gardeners asking about? Mm-hmm. So Lisa brings those to us. It could be a Facebook question, an email. We get quite a few of those. Actually, YouTube has a surprising number of questions. And then, of course, here in the garden center, right here at Waters Garden Center, we're talking to gardeners all day long. So we all want day. to share those. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Good to be here. It is good to be here. Like, this is the reason we live here, not at the garden center, uh-huh. but central, the well, we central highlands the- of Arizona that uh, it's just so beautiful out. Mm-hmm. All the trees are turning color. It's beautiful right now. Oh my gosh. You can walk, never get hot. Turned, yeah. The oaks are starting. Did you notice the uh, the maple trees out front, in front of the store? <laughs> yeah. Where the sun, the side, the eastern side, mm-hmm. where the sun is hitting them, they're in full red. The backside, the north side, is all green. Isn't that weird? So it is interesting. So the yeah. sun is doing something to help them turn. Mm-hmm. They're happy with that sun. They want to turn, but they they want to turn where, where this where they're warm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff. So anyway, what kind of garden questions <laughs> we got? All right. Well, our first question is from Sharon. Uh, she was in the other day, saw us unloading aspens out of the back of a truck. And she has a new home in Prescott Valley. She's asking, can I put an aspen in Prescott Valley? Her neighbors were discouraging her. She really wants one, loves the look. So what do you think? Sharon, you live in America. Get what you want. Don't listen to your neighbors. Oh, my gosh. They don't even know what they're talking about. If you drive around Prescott Valley, there are striking, I mean, beautiful aspens out there. I mean, beautiful white bark. Mm-hmm. They're, they're starting to get that little tinge of gold to them. Sharon, you can have one, get one, do one. Oh my goodness. We've got Aspen Creek right here. It's at about the same <laughs> level as, as Prescott Valley. Why wouldn't it grow out there? That's a neighbor that doesn't know what they're talking about. Go for it. In fact, I've seen them, if you irrigate them, they'll go as low as Cortis Junction, hmm. uh, uh, Jerome, Although that might be getting, as you drop down to that lower level, gets a little bit much. But for sure, you can go down to 4,000 foot level. Mm-hmm. No problem. We had them in uh, Skull Valley. We grew up several of them. They were stunning. As you go lower in elevation, you may have to actually put them on drip irrigation, which, you know, it's pretty easy. You're going to put mm-hmm. everything else on there and water it once a week. If you kill an aspen, especially in Prescott Valley, that 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 clay soil with the caliche layers, um, if you kill them, it will be from over watering, right. not under watering. That is true. So you kind of put them on a drip, water them once a week, and you're probably can have some beautiful, impress your neighbor with help with your green thumbs, plant an aspirin. <laughs> and we've, we've got, uh, we were just looking at some, uh, 12, 15 footers are yeah. huge. Got They're nice ones stunning. In. Definitely. Now's the time to put them in for sure. Mm-hmm. And aspens so. are pretty. That that beautiful golden color in the fall. Yeah. We were coming back from the lake, going through Flagstaff, 
that one whole side of the mountains just you could see the aspens yeah it was all just them beautiful. Are going. well i was just helping a friend in paquito valley that's out towards the base of the the out past coyote springs past prescott valley where it's mm -hmm. they've got bigger properties right and, and they wanted to hide some neighbors but they have these beautiful vistas they didn't want to hide it right so we use the aspens to out really create a picture frame we hid the neighbor's barn and we picture the thing and you're just they sit on their front patio and they go look at my sunsets <laughs> they are spectacular you can yeah. use them as a design element mm -hmm. to frame your vistas everyone thinks you know fall color and white bark well it's good but you can also use them to very effectively to screen or to to highlight mm -hmm. your best views on your property very true very true. All right. Our next question is from Doug out in Prescott Valley again. He has a large, older pampas grass that's starting to uh, kind of die out in the center. Yeah. He wants to know, is there anything you do with that? Is just that the nature of the beast? Yeah. Or, um, you know, I don't think anybody burns the centers out of them anymore. No, it doesn't do anything <laughs> anyway. So just come yeah. back. So, so, uh, uh Pampas grass are kind of like people. There's a stage where they're just like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. And they sing well and they dance and they just, you just want to take a picture and put them on the front of magazines and talk about them. They're just rock stars. And then they start to fade. You put them on the front cover of um, <laughs> AARP, you know, kind of, yeah, we're just, we're, we're learning how to ask for a discount, travel better, go on a cruise. And, and they start to die out in the middle. But and then finally they get to the point where they get a horseshoe thing where they just the whole side will die out and they just don't look good anymore and they're they're kind of maybe not they, their skin's maybe a little wrinkler they got some spots and they just you're not going to put them in the front of a magazine but they're still alive mm -hmm. for a little bit you just almost have to make a call and go you know it's been a good ten years yeah. eight years ten twelve at most. And then they just, they, they get ugly where they need to be replaced. You can date neighborhoods by their pampas grass. That's true. Don't let your pampas grass, Doug, for the love of gardening, don't let the pampas grass date your house just because the center died out or, or it's a horseshoe shape. You're going to dig it up and probably reset for another 50 bucks. You get this glorious new one that'll take you for another 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's like $5 a year. <laughs> just think of it that way. For the next 10 years, you're good. And you have this beautiful new pampas grass, but they stop blooming, they die out in the middle. There's a time when plants get ugly right. and they're, they're not puppy dogs. So you're planting in the, in the ground. They're, they're actually plants. They're disposable. You can dig them up. They don't feel pain. They don't have nerves. Doug, just dig the thing up. It's bringing you down. It's bugging you because otherwise you wouldn't have asked the question. Mm -hmm. So I know it's it should have been done last year. <laughs> Don't wait till next year to do it right. and ask the same question. Just get it. Yeah. Now's a good time to plant pampas grass. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you go with a, a, a smaller Something grass. Different. Yeah, get time to change it up. You can get a, mm -hmm. get a coral forester grass. It's kind of hip high thing that blooms even longer. Mm -hmm. So or maybe you change it to a flame maple, just a, a tall kind of a, a similar sized maple, smaller leaf maple. It has kind of a, a Japanese maple mm -hmm. look, but it takes full sun and wind like a pampas grass. Right. Maybe it's time to change it up, but it's going to be some work. Yes, it to is. To get that root out. <laughs> might take you all Tied winter. Your Did it's we got, do that once? Uh, no, that was a rose tree. Oh, okay. but, but, uh, <laughs> it's got like a, a, a palm tree, very, very fibrous root mass. Like a sponge. So you got to gotta dig it up, chip away at it, and eventually Ooh. you'll get it to... Kill it off. So, Doug, there's your answer. Not what you wanted to hear. 
There is no easy, there is no recovery. But there is recovery. Yeah, plant new. Something new. Fresh new, yeah. Right. Fresh new. All right. Our next question is from Alicia in Prescott. She says some of her ponderosas and Austrian pines on her property are having needles kind of brown out and, and drop. Okay. So she's concerned, is that a normal occurrence? Is it something she should be worried about? Uh, I, I would say just by what you're saying, not not to worry. I think you're fine. So pine cones are another one. So ponderosas will drop their pine cones now. So they mm -hmm. can be, you know, watch your head or a hat <laughs> or a helmet because they can drop, you know, cleaning those things up. It's part of the, it's what happens is pine trees, they're lush and full in spring. And then they put that brand new growth on, you know, two feet for an Austrian pine, maybe a little bit more for ponderosas. And so you get this big, full, fluffy, thick pine tree, and then it starts to shade the inside needles. Mm -hmm. And so they don't get the sun like they were doing. And then as it puts on this year's ring of wood, what happens is the bark actually gets a little thicker. And so closer to the to the trunk of that pine tree, it gets, it gets too thick for even a needle to get through it. So it's a natural process. A pine tree, you'll never see needles on the actual trunk mm -hmm. because the, the bark and the, the wood has gotten so thick and they do that to insulate themselves. So in case it gets droughty, it's fire, there's some things, there's some reasons that, that it's doing that, but needles can't compete. So they just shed those. And so they'll, they'll put on new needles next spring mm -hmm. and the whole process will start over. So going back to sh what should you do for a pine tree right now, I'd do two things. One, don't worry. Two, well, actually three things. Don't worry. Two, fertilize it so that you're setting the stage for next spring's blush mm -hmm. new growth. So you get this beautiful new growth. Secondly, pine trees are prone to bark beetle. It's flathead borrowed some things. Treat it right now with uh, a tree and shrub drench. There's a liquid that you mix up in a watering can, pour it right at the base of the tree. The plant will absorb it as it's absorbing uh, nutrients from your fertilizer. Do those two things, fertilize and tree and shrub drench. You will have a happy, healthy, worry-free pine tree for well, the next year at least. So <laughs> don't worry, basically. You're fine. Right. But that's a gardener, catching, catching what's going on in nature. Definitely. That's it for this segment. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this. Feed your plants now for bigger, brighter, better fruit in spring. Water's 644 fruit tree food is safely organic with added calcium for sweeter fruit quality. Far safer for your pets and birds than those chemical fertilizers the box store sells. And it's kinder on the environment too. Simply sprinkle on the soil and water it in. Bigger, brighter, and better fruits in spring. Get yours today at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Natural, safe, organic. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. 